It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On Podcast Network presents Locked On Sports Today. Are the New Orleans Pelicans the Western Conference contender no one is talking about? Also, we get the inside scoop at the Combine, and the NFC North gets feisty over hanging division banners. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers join today and you'll get $150 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. We want to talk about the Lakers and the Warriors and the Mavericks, but quietly, perhaps, ahead of all of those teams and coming off a dominant win over a shorthanded Knicks team, the New Orleans Pelicans are sitting in the driver's seat to be in the Western Conference playoffs, not the play-in, the playoffs. Jake Madison from Locked On Pelicans joins me now. And, and Jake, this is a team whose talent, not really in question, it was a consistency question, a continuity question. What have they found here as we enter March? Yeah, look, they've still found a lot of questions to be perfectly honest with you, right? Like the, the, the talent, you don't question. Zion Williamson is a very good basketball player. So is Brandon Ingram. So is CJ McCollum, Jonas Valanciunas. And Herb Jones is quietly one of the best three-point shooters in the league this year. Yeah. The problem is they've just been clunky offensively. They haven't figured out a way to kind of put all of these pieces together. And that's why you've seen the starting unit for this team, right? Your starters are supposed to win you the game. They're supposed to build big leads. Have actually been a negative for the team. They have a negative net rating on the season and they've really struggled in third quarters and the Pelicans I think lead the league in like blown double digit leads in the second half of games so they're still trying to kind of put it all together and the bench is what often gets them some of these wins that's not going to work in the postseason so I think right now you're looking at a good regular season team because of the talent that they have but long term what's the ceiling for this team this year it's high if they figure it out the problem is they're running out of time to actually do that. And the ceiling is directly related to how good their best players can be. And Zion Williamson, you know, is averaging 22, five and five. Like that is generally pretty good numbers. But when we saw him, at least for stretches over the course of his career, look like one of the most unstoppable players at the rim in basketball, you're kind of going, okay, he's played, you know, 47 games this year. Like it's not these extended absences. He looks like he's in pretty decent shape, regardless of what Stephen A. Smith says. And, and so it's sort of like, why, why isn't there more when we've seen more here? Right. Like, I think that comes to the clunkiness of the offense. You know, do he and Brandon Ingram like actually really work together? And I'm not entirely sure that they do. I'm not saying they don't yet either. I think we're going to get the ultimate answer to that question in the postseason, right? If they make the playoffs, not the playing tournament, as you said, and get swept in the first round, can you really go forward with these two guys if they don't exactly fit, right? Even in this win against the New York Knicks, they struggled to score points in the first half. You know, the other night against the Chicago Bulls, not a very good team. They turned the ball over 19 times. Brandon Ingram had nine of those, right? They've got to find a way to get
get these two players working together. I think that tends to be the point Zion version of this offense where you put the ball in his hands, let him draw in defenders, kick it out to shooters. And this game against the Knicks opened up when they put more shooters out there on the court. Trey Murphy, Matt Ryan, some of the other guys as well. That's truly what I think they need to do. That's going to require Brandon Ingram taking more threes than he does. You know, we've seen, particularly with Team USA, he's not the most complimentary player. He doesn't work off ball nearly as well as they kind of need him to, but he's capable of adjusting and adapting to that role. And if he does, this team's capable of taking off. Other than that, though, look, the the court's just not going to be spaced for Zion Williamson, and he's going to have to go through three, four defenders, and We've seen this year, and the team's talked about it a lot recently, and I talked about it on my show. You know, he's not getting calls, and I don't know if you can bank on that changing anytime soon. So you need to be more proactive in making adjustments. When you look at the point differential, for example, the the Pelicans have a better point differential than the Denver Nuggets. It's about the same as the LA Clippers, two teams that, by consensus, are true Western Conference contenders. And right now, the Pelicans, what, just two games back in the win column from the Clippers, So what to you in a playoff series is the difference between the Pelicans as we see them now and those two teams? Right. It's the starters. You know, if the bench unit is what's going to get you leads here for the Pelicans, and that's what's happening right now, and your starters are a negative, when teams shorten rotations, you're not going up against 10th men, 11th men, 12th men sometimes, right? So these bench units for the Pelicans are punishing opponents' bench units, but when you don't play nearly as many guys in the playoffs and your starters are supposed to log more minutes for you, that's going to be a problem. That's why I think I even look at a team like the Clippers, the Denver Nuggets, and I trust them more in a postseason setting. New Orleans is a good team. Don't get me wrong on that right now. You know, they're 11 games above 500. That's a very impressive thing. This late in the season, Zion has been healthy, all of that stuff. But this team doesn't necessarily, necessarily look like they're going to win a playoff series unless the starters figure it out. And again, you're running out of time. There's, you know, right around 20 games or so left to do that. If you haven't figured it out by now, are you actually going to? Stay up to date all year on the New Orleans Pelicans by subscribing to Locked On Sports Today and Locked On Pelicans on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Thanks for making Locked On Sports Today your first listen. Coming up, what can you expect from the NFL Combine? Before we get to that, the Chiefs have zeroed in on who they will use their franchise tag on. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Of course, you can build live same-game parlays. Those monster payouts. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and shoot your shot. The Pelicans on the road in Indy tonight, and they're dogs. FanDuel likes the Pacers by five and a half. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA and official sportsbook of LockedOn. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 
Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. The Kansas City Chiefs are tagging Legereus Sneed, which could mean a couple of things for a couple of players. You can't do this thing and tag Legereus unless you're close with Chris. And that's a very, very good point that after everything last season and trying to work through that, they have to be close just because, you know, lines were drawn at different points. So the tag goes on. Uh, uh, certainly the Chiefs will wait until the last possible moment to apply it. And then you're making more inroads while Legereus explores possibilities out in the world that you're trying to make inroads there before you have to do something with Chris. Meanwhile, in Cincinnati, the door was not shut on the potential of T. Higgins being moved. Uh, sometimes things come together on a long-term basis. Sometimes they don't. Um, so we use the resources we have, but we're always thinking about the future of players and who's coming up and, and who all we want to have long-term relationships with. And uh, uh, it's, a, it's a never-ending puzzle. You know, just when you put, put a piece in, somebody reaches over and takes a piece out. And so, uh, and so we're trying to fit more pieces in than they're taken out. Luca and Kyrie combined to score 75 and the Mavericks still lost because Max Struess hit a buzzer beater from beyond half court. Max Struess, 15 points in the fourth quarter and a game-winning shot from beyond half court. I mean, I, this whole game was awesome. One of the more fun games, I think, of this entire season. We're going to get into the playoff feel of it in segment two and the Kyrie return and J.B. Bickerstaff making decisions that I think drove some people crazy. But Max Drews, in five minutes of the fourth quarter, didn't need a lot of time, but he's there for a good time. Five minutes, five of five from three, 15 points. Cavs are plus nine when he comes back on the court and he hits the game-winning shot. My goodness, what a moment, what a, what a scene, what a win for the Cleveland Cavaliers. And the Hawks may have been without Trey Young, but they still dominated the Jazz at home. 124 to 97 at the hands of the Utah Jazz in the game that had a lot going on before it in particular. Um, lots of emotions on all sides, we'll get into in a second. But back to that wins for the Hawks, that is two straight. And uh, again, comfortable fashion both times. They're now um, up to 26-32 on the season and back to a four-game lead on, on the field for the 10 seed with the Nets losing this evening as well. Two big stories coming into the game that were not necessarily on-court related, but kind of, you know, Quinn Snyder facing his old team in Utah for the first time since he actually left the Jazz. And then also the return of John Collins to Atlanta for the first time in an opposing uniform. Here is another story you need to know. It's the week of the Underwear Olympics, the Combine in Indianapolis. And joining me now from Renner Ranks on the Locked On Podcast Network, Mike Renner. Mike, um, I joke about the Underwear Olympics. I personally love the Combine as a spectacle, as a TV watching experience, but also because we get a lot of important information. But there's been discourse this week, as there usually is, about top guys not participating, Malik Neighbors, Marvin Harrison Jr., Jaden Daniels, Caleb Williams. Where are you in terms of feeling like this week is really important for the league and, and maybe it's not what it used to be? 
It's definitely not what it used to be. And I do think it did used to be important when every guy showed up for that day and did every drill you had, you know, it was kind of a great equalizer for someone's athleticism. But now the process is so manicured that, you know, you see guys opting out and a lot of them are doing it because, you know, the Marvin Harrisons of the world, it's not like they would test poorly. They're just doing it because they don't have to, truthfully, they're going to draft it where they're going to draft it no matter what. But then even beyond that, guys know what good times are. And if they're not hitting those good times or good numbers, they don't end up doing those drills. And so you kind of have an information gap for a lot of these guys where they'll maybe run a 40, they'll maybe do a broad jump. And then like, that's it because they do those two drills well. And then that's it. So uh, it's definitely decreased in the amount of value uh, that I think NFL evaluators put it that I put in it. Uh, and also because you have like GPS data, you have a lot more ways to yeah. find out the athletic, true athleticism of these guys than you did before. Yeah, I think last year receivers, there were like eight that did a three cone because probably a lot of them were just not going to get those those high level numbers. And so, OK, I'm just not going to do it um, not to go full George H.W. Uh, on that on, on that one. But um, the the player or players you are most excited to see work out the guys that are just like this guy is going to put on an absolute show. Oh, man. I mean, it was going to be those wider series, but I do yeah. think. I'm interested in looking at this edge class because that's a position where combine testing, if there's anyone where it really matters, it is defensive ends. It is pass rushers. And so I want to see chop Robinson. Truthfully, he's the Penn yeah. state defensive end who on tape is one of the best athletes I've ever seen coming off the edge, just in terms of explosiveness, his twitch just overall. So I think he's the one where it's like, man, if he puts up some real insane numbers, I don't know how he doesn't go, you know, top 20 in a draft if you're running a low four four with his kind of twitch. So uh, just because it's such a traits transition that you can you could turn that guy into a pass rusher at some point. Yeah, the, the first step quickness. I mean, you you watch him, he is like two yards up the field, and the rest of the defensive line uh is is still just getting out of their stance. Um, someone who you feel like has a lot on the line, like a bad week could really hurt them, but a good week is still like that that biggest variance guy for you. To me, I think that Keon Coleman, the Florida mm -hmm. State wide receiver, has a lot on the line because in this wide receiver class, I think testing could break a lot of ties. There's just so many guys that testing could be what ends up changing, you know, draft position for a number of guys at the end of the day. So he's one who, you know, he has questions about his speed. He has questions about what he is as an athlete when a lot of the wide receivers in this class don't, right? A lot of these wide receivers are like, you know, they're high end athletes. So he's a guy who, if he tests well, I expect him to be a first rounder. If he doesn't test well, it could be, you know, outside of the top 50 for him. So he's one that I definitely put in that boat. All right. We also know that the combine is not just about the guys on the field doing the testing. There is a lot of dinners, drinks, back backdoor dealings. The official league year doesn't start for a couple of weeks here, but we know things start to happen. What is, if, if we're sitting here in a week talking, what is the one storyline off of the field? that you think we're going to come away talking about that, that could get ironed out this week at the combine. I mean, I think it's going to be a Justin Fields trade, right? Mm. I, I think that this is, and I think even polls alluded to it, Brian, Brian Poles, the GM there alluded to it saying, you know, if, they, if that's what they decide on, they're going to move him before uh, free agency starts. So I do think that's what it's going to be. That's going to be the first sort of domino to fall in this off season because they're trading Justin Fields, right? It, it's yeah. going to happen at this point. It, it, it's a foregone conclusion. So I do think we'll we'll hear more about that by 
end of this week. Yeah, it's hard to imagine. He's like, well, if we had a timeline, it would be this. Like, if they didn't have any intention of trading Justin Fields, why even have a timeline? Like, exactly. you're just not, you're not working out that stuff. Exactly. Stay in the know on all the rankings on all things football by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Renner Ranks on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Coming up, the Packers GM made fun of the Lions for hanging division banners, and you know Dan Campbell is going to have something to say about that. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Game Time has plenty of last-minute tickets to your favorite team. They also make it easy to get in the gate with flash deals and zone deals. Game Time makes it easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. They've got views from all the seats in the venue. Game Time has the lowest price. Guaranteed. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Right now, new Game Time users get $20 off their first purchase with code LOCKED ON. Terms apply. Just download the Game Time app and use code LOCKED ON for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, the lowest price. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. The Detroit Lions won the NFC North division title in 2023. Their first since division realignment. They hung a banner to commemorate the occasion. Packers GM Brian Gutekinds thought that was cute because they don't hang division title banners in Green Bay. Matt Derry from Locked On Lions wants to remind Goody they haven't been hanging many banners of any kind lately. First of all, most teams do hang banners for division championships, including in this city. All right. The Tigers do it. The Pistons have done it. The Wings have done it. <laughs> Dude, you're 17 and 17 the last two years. You're the Green Bay Packers. Oh, they're just hanging all these banners in Green Bay, right? Brett Favre just brought in what? Two, three, four titles. Aaron Rodgers, what? Three or four championships. No, bro, two. You've hung two banners since you've been alive, Bry. Goody, two. I know all about the Bart Starr and Lombardi era. Gudekun's parents weren't even born then. Get out of here. Oh, we're all about hanging the good banners. Cool. You've hung two, bro. Since what, 95, 97, whatever year they were. Favre won with Mike Holmgren. And Aaron Rodgers won his one, what, 2011? Then spent the last three years terrorizing you and you let it happen? Oh, we're we're around here. We're never hanging banners for division championships. All right, well, maybe you should win one, dude, because you haven't the last two years. You can't, you, hey, Brian, you can't hang a division championship banner because the Vikings hung one two years ago on your ass and so did the Lions. You couldn't even get into the playoffs two years ago at home in week 18 against the Lions because the Lions pumped you in your crib. Get out of here. (laughs) We don't hang division banners around here. Cool. You haven't. You're a 500 football team the last two years, bro. F out of here with that. 
<laughs> this guy's got an eight and nine football team talking Yang. Hey, look, Jordan Love looks good. You got your young receivers, Reed and Wicks and 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 Dobbs and Knight, Christian Watson, cool. Aaron Jones, solid. Offensive lineman has been rebuilt. Rashawn Gary, I take him on the Lions right now. <laughs> Your last 34 games, you're 17 and 17, man. Oh, but I'm big and tough. I'm going to talk. I'm going to make fun of the Lions hanging a division banner. <laughs> Go right ahead. You're looking right up at him in the division. Two years in a row, the Lions have punked you. Two years in a row. The Lions won the division in 2023. I had to look up the last time before that they'd won the division and and it was when it was called the NFC Central. It was in 1993. 30 years between division titles. So I guess I'm of two minds about this because it happens so rarely. Of course, you're going to hang a banner, but then you look at the banner and you go, uh, there's like four other tiny, sad little numbers up there. Why would you want to put a banner that shows so many blank spaces, so many empty spots for division titles? I mean, there's there's nothing on the banner. Why would you want to put that up and remind everyone of the ineptitude of your franchise from time immemorial? But that's what the Lions decided they want to do. Yeah, the Packers... They say they're all about Super Bowls. They only had two in the Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre era. How many do the Lions have? Just remind me. I, I, uh, zero? In fact, since 1935, the Packers have more Super Bowls, a thing that didn't start till 1966, than the Lions had division titles until, of course, this last year. Now they have the same number, four Super Bowls to four division titles. Keep hanging those banners in Detroit, guys. It's adorable. And finally, pizza is a powerful thing. It can literally do anything, including incentivize professional basketball players. Toronto Raptors coach Darko Ryakovich said, I told them when we won three straight, I'd take them to dinner. The Raptors, who just beat the Pacers 130-122, to 122, ended the game by chanting, Pizza! 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 See? There is nothing that pizza can't do. Locked On has launched the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. Coming up on the next Locked On Sports Today, did the Bears trade Justin Fields yet? So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on sports today. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.